From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. It is another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything going on in District 6 athletics. Brandon Bainey with Lance Taylor. Lance, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. And you? Yeah, the same. You know, uh, got a little snow in in East Idaho this week. So you've probably been busy trying to shovel and all that stuff, right? You know, I'll tell you, it it hits that time of year. Uh, If you don't have a garage, let me tell you what, winter is an entirely different experience down here with a garage than it is without. Yeah, so we're uh, in East Idaho experiencing uh, first winter. That'll be followed by second fall, and then second winter will come. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting how this season That's right, that's right. For sure. Well, if you need some winter gear, if you're going to be hitting the slopes this winter or still want to get out and ride a little bit uh, while the weather is nice, once the snow thaws out, uh, you'll definitely want to check out Pure Adrenaline Motorsports. They're the sponsor of this East Idaho PrepCast. Lance is always repping the uh, Pure Adrenaline Motorsports shades. And you can see the logo right there. Yeah. Pure Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse pounding, adrenaline, sports apparel, and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. Uh, Let's unleash uh, some of the district soccer brackets, Lance. There's been a lot of action here in the last couple of days. In fact, we're recording this Thursday morning. Wednesday night, we had several district championship matchups. Let's start on the girls' side. Last night, Skyline playing Bonneville, one versus two. Lady Grizz uh, win three to two in overtime. They're the district champs. They're moving on to state. Very exciting. Yeah, it is. And I, um, <laughs> you, you know, soccer tends to provide a lot of upsets. Um, not quite as many as what I expected uh, yesterday. But, uh, I mean, I think teams going in are really the teams that should. Yeah, soccer is always unpredictable because this time of year, Lance, uh, there's no ties anymore. So you get to overtime and a second overtime, and then after that, it comes down to penalty kicks. Penalty and we, shots, yeah. And and that's really the the ultimate wild card. That's where a lot of these upsets occur is with penalty kicks and things like that. For example, the, the number four seed, Shelly, is still alive in the tournament and playing for a spot potentially to get to a state playing game because they knocked out Hillcrest on penalty kicks four to two after a double overtime yeah. period. So yep. <laughs> definitely exciting. So congratulations to the skyline girls headed to state uh, on the three, a side in district six for girls soccer. Uh, wasn't probably too surprising. Sugar Salem came in as the top ranked team. They played number two Teton last night and won one to nothing. So sugar Salem back at state as well on the girls side. Yeah. A really tough, uh, you know, game. Those are two, two very well-matched teams as well and uh, sugar excited to go back you know i think they feel they have some unfinished business after the last couple years yeah and uh, teton now has a chance to advance the state as well they will have a state play-in match this saturday at blackfoot high school 1 p.m kickoff they will play snake river the second place finisher from district five and they actually upset uh, american falls so I, I like i really like teton's chances to join sugar salem at state on the girls side yeah i think they very well could now you remember that play-in game last year happened to be um sugar and american falls and of course that was the game that everyone still kind of talks about nowadays with the you know the the big dust up between you know some parents and coaches and players and things like that and so so those two teams at least 
are set. They get to go in. <laughs> now it's the other two teams that that uh, won last year that end up going in. Actually, Marsh Valley, I believe, won for the for District Five last year. Yes. And uh, but but uh, but this year, obviously, Snake River and Teton, they get to battle that out for the playing game. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, on the boys' side for three A, it's it's going to be a doubleheader uh, of play-in games, Lance. So the girls' match will be first. The second match on Saturday will kick off at three p.m. and that will also be Teton. The Teton boys fighting to get to state. They will play Marsh Valley, the second place runner-up uh, on the boys' side. So Teton lost to Sugar Salem in the district championship last night, six to three. Sugar Salem, we know, is really good. Uh, Teton, I think, also, like the girls, has a great chance to beat Marsh Valley and advance to state as well. Yeah, they very well could. This is a, you know, right now, the Mount Rivers Conference could uh, realistically get two teams in for both boys and girls. Yep, and Sugar Salem, of course, looks really good after a couple of tight regular season matches with Teton yeah. really flexed last night in that six to three win. And then the 4A boys, the, the High Country Conference, congratulations to Blackfoot, we talked about this is where upsets happen. Blackfoot came into districts as the number three seed, Lance. They knocked off Skyline, the number two seed in the semis, four nothing, and beat top seeded Hillcrest last night, one to nothing. So, how about that? The Blackfoot Broncos back to state. Yeah, they are. Of course, Blackfoot going through some fun things right now, anyway. Made the big announcement on some new facilities that are coming in. Uh, that was in the news yesterday, um, you know, including some athletic facilities. They got uh, like a student center that's coming into their high school and stuff, too. So Blackfoot looking up in a lot of places. Yeah, Blackfoot. It seems like they're one of those schools that just no matter what the sport is, they're always at state. They're always competing, despite being a, a smaller 4A school. That, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's always nice to see Blackfoot well represented. So that's kind of some of the district soccer action. Next week, Lance, uh, we'll, we'll be able to preview state tournament matchups. It's going to be uh, really exciting. Yeah, it will be for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move over to football now where <laughs> there was so many crazy games. I don't know where to start. I think we have to start with the Emotion Bowl, right? Yeah. What a wild game. That was a game that we had on IdahoSports.com. Lauren Jensen was on the call for it. It was a really good game. Idaho Falls against Skyline. Skyline was up big. Idaho Falls rallied back and won 38 to 34. Yeah, most of that in the fourth quarter. You know, and they're come back there. In fact, I'd been watching that, uh, you know, watching the game as far as watching what the score was. I was up in the North Fremont Aberdeen game. I was on call with that. And uh, and as I was watching that score, I'm thinking, boy, uh, Skyline's going to run away with this again. Those goalposts are going to stay blue. And uh, and then I look at the final score afterwards, and I <laughs> I had to call up Lauren Jensen on the phone. <laughs> Lauren says, "Yeah, it was really crazy." So, yeah, good one there. And that's the way the emotion vote should be every year. I'm not saying the Idaho Falls should win it every year. I'm just saying it should be a a game that's close like that that brings out the emotion, you know. Uh, yes, uh, that's why it's the emotion bowl, Lance. No uh, right. So, so yeah, Idaho Falls was trailing thirty-four to seventeen in the fourth quarter, but uh, Skyler Olson ends up throwing three touchdown passes in that fourth quarter. Uh, the game winner to uh, Hunter Miller, a thirty-five-yard touchdown pass came with just fifteen seconds to play. It gave the Tigers that thirty-eight, thirty-four comeback win. First time in eight years they've been able to paint those goalposts orange. The, the winner always gets to paint the goalposts whatever yep. color their schools. They've been blue for a long time, Lance. They have. Well, and Skyler Olson, you and I have talked about him the entire season about how he's really been the difference in this Idaho Falls team. 
this year that has made them competitive, you know, and, and, uh, you, you know, as, and, and I'm not ready. And of course we've seen on the scoreboard, I, you know, I'm, I, they're not quite at Rigby's level, you know, uh, right now and that upper echelon of 5A, but they're very competitive and they are a team that is good enough uh, to go and knock some, some teams off in the playoffs. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, transitioning now to the other big rivalry game, the civil war, the annual matchup between, Hillcrest and Bonneville, another big losing streak snapped. It had been seven years since Bonneville had tasted victory. The Bees win 14 to 11 in a low scoring game. They get the uh, game winning touchdown with a minute four on the clock. So a minute to go. Jacob Perez, 23 yard touchdown pass to Anthem Dalkey and, uh, Bonneville, they're, they're now the last two weeks, two wins in a row, Lance. Yeah, and for Bonneville, you know, their season's looking up. You know, you look at that, and they had the big win over Shelley. That was an unexpected win. Last week was a little more of a toss-up. You know, you have two teams that have struggled uh, to, to to not only win, but to even put points up on the board at times, you know. And uh, and for, for Bonneville, these are some really, uh, you know, good things for them to be able to take with them moving forward. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to continue to chart Bonneville's progress under second-year coach Kevin Kempf. He's really injecting a lot of enthusiasm into the program. Lance, I saw a video on social media uh, this week. Uh, obviously, it snowed in East Idaho on Monday. There was a ton of snow, and uh, Bonneville was out there practicing in the snow. But while they were practicing, the coaches had one of those Bluetooth speakers, and they were playing the Wham! Christmas album. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The next day, you gave it away. So uh, it was kind of fun. They're, they're bringing a lot of enthusiasm and, and fun back to that Bonneville program. Well, and I think that's that's what it takes when you've been down. You know, when, when, when you've been down, that tends to become an attitude. When you win, it tends to become an attitude. And I think uh, I think for Bonneville, getting first a winning attitude back. You know, the, the, we're going to go out, we're going to compete. And, uh, and because if, if you keep that, you give yourself room to continue to improve. Uh, once you mentally cave, uh, you're done. You're just showing up. That's it. And uh, but this is a group that's continuing to improve. Um, they are. There's motivation around the program. You can feel it. And uh, and it's, uh, you know, good for them. Good for them. Absolutely. Well, we're not done with our uh, heart-stopping tour of football games in District 6 last week, Lance. Then you had a 5A uh, high country conference battle between Madison and Thunder Ridge. The game goes to double overtime where Madison finally prevails 33-27. to They made a quarterback change. Kieran Valora had been the starting quarterback uh, all of last year and, and up to last week for this year. They move him to wide receiver. They move Ben Dredge from running back to quarterback. And it worked out pretty well. Dredge scored the game-winning touchdown in double overtime. So uh, Madison continues to fight and be competitive and a, a double overtime game. That's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, Madison's had some good wins on their resume this year as well, coming off a really struggling season last year. Uh, and, and, and you know, Madison's another one of those programs that when they're down, they don't tend to be down for very long. Uh, and last year was a down year for them. And now they're on their working um, or working on their way back up for sure. Yeah, and so for Madison, uh, they're they're four and three. They have a winning record, which is exciting to see after they really struggled last year. Now, in terms of the playoffs, Lance, we know that five A is going to get uh, at the five A level. Three teams from District Five and Six are going to get in, and right now we feel pretty comfortable saying that's Rigby, Highland, and Idaho Falls. There's one at large spot that is up for grabs, and, and Madison right now trails a couple of teams, most notably Post Falls. Yeah. Um, 
but but they they are still in the mix. That that last at large spot goes to whoever has the best max preps rating. So if Madison can finish strong and finish with a couple of wins, they could play themselves into a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, it's still mathematically possible. That's the thing. So it is possible that that uh, you know East Idaho could end up getting with five a four different teams. Yeah, how right. exciting would that be? into the playoffs there? But I I, I feel pretty safe that uh, yeah you're talking Rigby Highland and IF for the automatic spots. Yep, for sure. Speaking of rugby, the Trojans played Blackfoot in what was a pretty entertaining game. That's the game I was at last Friday, Lance. Uh, Rig- Rigby hosting Blackfoot. Rigby, to me, why they're so good, it's their offensive and defensive lines. They've got, you know, they, they had to replace a lot of guys that graduated last year, but, but this offensive line consistently pushes the pile five, six yards downfield. Blackfoot was held their own, but they were just a little undersized compared to Rigby. And then that pass rush f- for the Trojans gave Jackson Grimmett, the, the Blackfoot quarterback, all sorts of problems. But I'll tell you, Blackfoot hung tough. They were able to get a couple of takeaways. They, they picked off a pass right before halftime. And um, I, I like Blackfoot. We, we talked about they're kind of the mystery team. We don't really know yeah. how good they are. I, I think Blackfoot, with the way their defense plays, was really impressive. You know, they only gave up 24 points to Rigby in that uh, in that loss they yeah. lost 24 to 13 yeah yeah that's right in fact uh blackfoot has impressed me this year but again i think the key to blackfoot is you got to have some consistency week in and week out you know they come and they beat a really good skyline team um and then go down and lose to preston the next week uh preston team that then following that week lost to sugar salem and uh and then and then blackfoot comes up and plays very competitive against uh, the number one ranked team in the state in both polls rigby and so I, I think, uh, you know, if, if you're if you're Blackfoot, you know, you've got the talent there. It's a matter of being consistent week in and week out. Yep. A hundred percent. And and yeah, that you see that inconsistency a little bit in the first half. Javante King had five catches for about, you know, 80, 90 yards uh, in the second half. He only had one catch. So, you know, and, and that's the thing with Blackfoot is when when Javante King is covered, they need to find those other guys, Luke Moore, right. Deegan Hale, players like that. So. Yeah, look, look for your check down receivers. Yeah. And, um, but, but, you know, Blackfoot, uh, after I had a chance to call them uh, in their game against Skyline this year, uh, you know, I have, I have my feet in the Blackfoot camp as far as what they can do, you know, and Blackfoot really is, uh, is a team that has that talent to get up there and compete with anybody and potentially win any games, but, but they have been very up and down at times. Absolutely. So when we look at the four, a postseason picture uh, for football uh, in district six, they get two automatic spots. And then there are four at large bids that are available to, to the four uh, teams with the highest max preps ratings that don't get automatic spots. So I think we feel pretty good about saying skyline blackfoot, Shelly all in one of those will be via an at large spot. Does anybody else have a chance? Bonneville, all of a sudden, Lance, even though they're two and five, they have a max preps rating of 1.6, and it puts them squarely in the conversation for an at-large bid. We could be talking about Bonneville potentially getting to the postseason. They're currently ranked 15th in the entire state of Idaho for 4A football on the max preps. Yeah, that that would be an amazing story if Bonneville Bonneville was to make it. I'm not ready to to give heavy favoritism that that's going to happen. Uh, or at least heavy odds that that's going to happen. But obviously, it's another one that's mathematically possible. (laughs) Right, another one of those uh, mathematical equations. Um, Because right now, if the playoffs started today, Lance, the the four at-large bids would go to Shelly, 
Lakeland, Valley View, and and Bonneville would get that last spot. So yeah. it, it's it, it's pretty interesting, um, and we'll yep. have to see how the bees do as we continue towards the end of the regular season. Yep. And they're on an upswing. They're yes. On an upswing. Absolutely. And they've got an opportunity to pick up another win. I think uh, they're at Thunder Ridge this Friday, Lance. You know, Thunder Ridge is a team that's been down a little bit, coming off a crushing double overtime loss. Yeah, I, I think it's this is a good spot for Bonneville to be in. I Well, I I think it is. It's, and it's going to be a test for Bonneville because, again, it, this is a step up in talent from what they've, you know, played last, from what they played last week with Hillcrest. Obviously, you have the emotion of having that be at a rivalry game last week. But I, I, I think personally, that uh, Thunder Ridge uh, handily wins wins this game. Okay. All right. We'll see. We we have differing opinions. That's why I like having <laughs> you on, Lance. <laughs> let's let's uh, look at the rest of the five A four A High Country games coming up this week. Uh, Skylines at Hillcrest uh, should be a win for the Grizz. Um, the the big matchups that we're looking at: uh, Shelley at Blackfoot. If Shelley wins, all of a sudden there's chaos in, in the high country conference. That's right. That's right. And that's one that it could happen. I mean, there's yeah. there's several intriguing games this week. That is one of the intriguing games. Happens well, to be happens to be Shelley and Blackfoot. Well, yeah, let's talk about it. If if they win, then you've got a three-way tie at the top between Blackfoot, Skyline, and Shelley, and, and all three that's teams. Right have beaten each other. Shelly, you know, they're on a little bit of a downswing, right? They've lost two in a row. They lost to Pocatello 42-28 in a non-conference game last week following that surprising loss to Bonneville. Um, but they still play Blackfoot and Skyline in the last two weeks, so Shelly still could win the conference. Yeah, yeah, they, they still could. In fact, you look at those three teams in these last two weeks, it could go to any one of those three teams. And so, you know, that's, uh, that's what we expect things to come down to. Sometimes it's more uh, obvious uh than what that is but but she, and it's not one of those with Shelley that we look and, and we just say well they've got a mathematical chance it's they've got a legitimate shot at it you know it's a it's not one of those uh where where we say well there's there's two really good teams and then a really bad team in the no we we got it we got a Shelley team that has proven this year that they can put wins up on the board they've struggled the last couple of weeks but again they're kind of like Blackfoot in a sense that we know they've got some talent there it's a matter of having that consistency to be able to put it out on the field each and every week yeah, and and one note on Shelley. Here's here's what I heard, Lance, about they they had the really close victory over Hillcrest, the loss to Bonneville, and now this loss to Pocatello. I heard that for the Hillcrest and Bonneville games, it was right in the middle of spud harvest, potato harvest. Yeah, and, it was, but you know, it affects teams different ways, right? It, it affects teams different way, and they're not the only team facing that. You know, right. other uh, other teams won who had that, you know, I mean, Preston doesn't have spud harvest sugar does sugar stepped up and beat Preston, you know? And, and so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Spud harvest can make a difference, but teams are still practicing. They're still playing, you know? So I think that comes down with coaches. You got to get a little bit more creative with your schedule uh, as far as practice goes, you know, and, and how you're doing that. Most teams uh, from schools that get out for spud harvest will try to have at least one of those two weekends off. Uh, during spud harvest, uh, right. but you know, again, I went up, uh, had the North Fremont Aberdeen game last week. You know, North Fremont played a great game, and uh, and those kids mostly work the spuds as well. You know, so yeah, I think the the only point I'll make with that is that Shelley is the smallest four A team in the state. Yeah, they're, they're, they are. Their depth they are. is not where the other teams are that they're playing. So that's right, that's right, and that can make a difference. But that can make a difference every game, right? <laughs> as well, right. you know, depth can hurt you every game. And, uh, you know, I just look and say, you know, they had a couple down weeks uh, 
and uh, just time to kind of get the ball going again. If you're Shelly. For sure. For sure. All right. The 5A High Country Conference, Lance, two big, important games, both of them going to be on IdahoSports.com. Let's start with the game everybody's been circling for weeks now. Highland at Rigby, winner of this game, more than likely wins the conference. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, my my pick for that is uh, is Rigby. I believe Rigby is going to step up and win that game. However, that would be a pick'em game in Vegas. You know, it's a. I mean, how do you how do you bet on a spread in a game like that? You know, because uh, I've had a chance to to call Highland this year as well, uh, and uh, you know when they played Alta Utah, uh, and uh, Highland's a very Highland's a very good team too. I, I think it's going to come down to kind of what you mentioned as a big strength for Rigby. Uh, earlier on in the show today, the offense and defensive lines. I think that is really going to be the difference here. Well, and it's interesting because that's also Highland's strength. Highland's, de- Highland's defensive line is phenomenal, and their offensive line is maybe just a half step behind Rigby, I think, in terms of talent. So I, I really do think it's this game is going to be won in the trenches. Absolutely. I think, I think the other key is going to be with Rigby on offense, Tiger Adolfo, is a great quarterback. He didn't he didn't beat Blackfoot with his arm last week. He beat oh. them by scrambling outside the pocket and taking off and running. So That's if Highland right. if Highland can keep him in the pocket and keep him um immobile, I, I think their chances of winning increase. But I, I agree. I, I lean towards Rigby in this game. The the one the one equalizer that we could see is the kicking game where Highland has Ian Hershey, a, yeah. a kicker who's made a 48 yard field goal, a 49 yard yeah. field goal this year. Yeah. Um so that could also tilt it in Highland's favor. This game is as close as it could be, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. And this this game, of course, is going to be played at Rigby this year. Uh, and I, yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, it's 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 one that would be tough to pick if you were a betting person. You know, you're picking in Vegas. I believe Rigby's the better of the two teams, and and I believe Rigby is better in the trenches of these two teams. Uh, I think their schematics uh, have kind of proven that out over a period of time. But again, it's not like Rigby hasn't been challenged this year. Rigby has been challenged. You know, we talked about their game with Blackfoot, you know, Black Blackfoot was able to put up a, a really good challenge uh, in, in that game. So, so I think, um, I think this is probably in, in East Idaho. I think this is the most intriguing matchup of this weekend. Uh, I think it's probably the second most intriguing in the state this weekend, but I think it's the most intriguing in, in Eastern Idaho for sure. Okay. What do you got? What do you got ahead of it statewide? What do you like? Well, I have home to Weezer. I have the home Dell Weezer matchup. Oh yeah. Right. That's, That's very matchup. <laughs> uh, two seven and O teams. Uh, I think that has the potential to be a, a very, very interesting ball game. Yes. And, 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 and I think home Dell takes that. Okay. But Weezer is very good. Very that- good. That's going to be a fantastic game, and then I I was also leaning maybe towards Kerry Castleford in the eight man ranks. Yes, yep, Kerry Castleford, and and I think that game is I'm picking that game to be our highest scoring game of the weekend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that's another one a game that we will have for you Friday night on IdahoSports.com. Paul Kingsbury and, and Logan Green are going to have the call oh. for that. If you want to see the full schedule of games that we're going to be broadcasting, just go to IdahoSports.com. Across the top of the homepage, you'll see game streams. Click that, and it'll show you the schedule of games, not just for this week, but the rest of the regular season as well. So you can check all of that out. One last one last factor in this Highland Rigby game that I think could 
could maybe tilt it Highlands way. They had a bye last week, so they had two weeks to prepare. So that's right. Two weeks to prepare for a particular defense, a particular offense, you know, and, and I, I just, I think it's got a lot of intriguing factors. Uh, and I think it's got a lot of them in a week when you don't have a ton of intriguing games. We've mentioned the few that there are, you have a ton of intriguing games in Eastern Idaho. Like for example, the two a, the nuclear conference is very uninteresting this week Yes, (laughs) as a whole next week. It gets very interesting. (laughs) Now, having said that, maybe we see a major upset or something this week, but it would be a major upset. You know, some of the games that are going on this week uh, in the nuclear conference, but, but, um, uh, the three games we've really brought up as being, um, you know, particularly interesting uh, stand out. Yep. And I, I think in, in East Idaho, we have the three best games on IdahoSports.com. Rigby Highland, obviously. The second game we're going to talk about is Madison against Idaho Falls at Ravston Stadium. Lance, if, if Madison wins this game, they all of a sudden get that third automatic spot to the playoffs. And then you're talking about Idaho falls, probably getting that at large bid. So, so everybody over in Boise and, and up North and post falls, they're probably rooting for Idaho falls. To, to they're definitely rooting for Idaho falls. Cause statistically, obviously it helps them more uh, yeah. within their conferences, but this is, this is another one of those games. It's kind of like what we talked about with Shelly going to Blackfoot uh, that, that it's not just Shelly saying, Oh yeah, they mathematically have a chance to get in. No, they, they, could potentially step up and win that game. I think Blackfoot wins it, but Shelley uh, has a legitimate shot to do so. That's what I pick in this game too. I believe Idaho Falls will win this game, but Madison has a legitimate shot to do so. You know, this is not a gimme game for uh, Idaho Falls by any shot. Madison has proved they can play ball. Yeah, they, they wrap up with Idaho Falls and Rigby. So we're talking about, again, if yeah. they win those two games, they, they might win the conference. So Well, and the thing is, you look at uh, – uh, you, you know, you look at Madison, you look at a change in, in quarterback situation, and, and what does that do for the scouting game? Well, it throws out a lot of the scouting that you could have done from games throughout the season. You really have one game to scout because you right. got to find what the tendencies of a new quarterback is, you know. Does he bell out right? Does he bell out left? You know, who's his main targets, you know, and, and different quarterbacks sometimes have different targets that they feel more comfortable throwing to, you know. And so so I just I, – I think there's some uh, – there's some intrigue in that game as well. For sure. So, IdahoSports.com this Friday night. Highland at Rigby, 7 o'clock kickoff. You've got Madison against Idaho Falls, 7 o'clock kickoff. The third game we're going to be bringing to you live on video on IdahoSports.com Friday night as we jump down to the 3A ranks, Lance, is this big matchup between South Fremont and Sugar Salem in Sugar City. This is going to be a fun game. It, it is. Both teams still feel like they have a, a, a little bit to prove. It was a three-way tie-in conference last year. Had to come down to a Kansas City playoff evening uh, that was held at Madison High School. Sugar ends up winning it and then going on and winning the state championship. But a lot of people, you know, you've got to remember, uh, Sugar's only loss last year in the regular season came in the final game at South Fremont. And, uh, and I'm talking final game of the regular season. And so, you know, South Fremont uh, comes in. Uh, feeling they can win that. They had a very good start to their season. They started out 3-0 and and then went through some struggles. Uh, Sugar was just the opposite. Sugar started out 0-2 and, and then started picking things back up. And and this is a game that, again, I think kind of falls under those Madison lines that this isn't a gimme. Uh, you know, Sugar's ranked right now. Uh, they're back in the, in the polls and stuff. This isn't a gimme game for Sugar. I'll be on the PA for that game. But this is a game that I pick Sugar. I believe they will win this game. I believe they're the better team. But South Fremont could step up and win this game. I would not put money on a on a pick'em in Vegas. Well, 
the teams. And, and South Fremont won the matchup last year in the regular season. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Their last yeah. game last year in the regular season. I shouldn't say last game. It was the second to last game because Sugar played played uh, a mountain home team after. But this is their last conference game. It was their rivalry week. And uh, and everyone had, uh, including me, had Sugar picked to win that game. And South stepped up and played a great game. Yep. Uh, two teams get to the playoffs from District 6, so both both of these squads will be in. But for South Fremont, a win would give them a much better seed line because of the teams get seeded now according to their That's maximum right. ratings. So. That's right, yeah. That, that'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. Yep, for sure. All right, to a nuclear conference, you mentioned it, Lance. There's not a ton of intrigue. Ryrie's at North Fremont. Um, the other matchup is Firth hosting West Jefferson. Firth. Continues to, to look good. 53-0 win over Salmon. And then interesting game that you were at la- last week, Lance, to broadcast Aberdeen against North Fremont. Huskies win 44-18. to What What'd you see in that game? You know, it was really interesting. I, I had that pick to potentially be an upset. Uh, I felt Aberdeen was a good enough team. They could step up. And the second play of the ball game uh, from scrimmage, Aberdeen has a 60-yard touchdown run. And, uh, and then after that, uh, the wheels just kind of came off, uh, you know, North Fremont comes back scores and then North was just so consistent, so consistent. I mean, Ben Lenz really has his team moving. Well, uh, Jordan Lenz's son was fantastic. They just couldn't keep up with him. He had several yard, or, I mean, several long runs. In fact, in the fourth quarter, they, uh, North Fremont stopped, uh, Aberdeen on the two yard line on a fourth and goal on a two yard line. And then the first play from scrimmage after taking over on downs, Jordan Lenz runs a 98 yard touchdown, <laughs> you know, and they were just unable speaking of Aberdeen to be able to, to hang with his athleticism as he hit those corners. And, and, uh, but, but this was interesting. Aberdeen moved the ball. They moved the ball all game long, but then just something destructive would happen, you know, a fourth and goal, not able to punch it in fumbles, uh, you know, those types of things just really, really hurt Aberdeen. But Aberdeen put up a lot of yards. If you were looking at just the stats on this game, you'd say, man, this was a pretty close game. Uh, but they just couldn't punch it in. Yep. And so uh, we have to wait one more week for that big matchup between Firth and North Fremont. That will be uh, at North Fremont. And we will have that game for you next week on IdahoSports.com. Yeah. That's going to be the best game in, in East Idaho for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, let's move on to the 1A ranks, the eight-man game. Butte County continues to look good. 40-6 to win over Chalice. Rockland shuts out Mackey, 62-0. North Gem defeats Water Springs, 62-24. Now, Lance, we were talking about Water Springs, 1-5, and, and and needing to probably string together some wins to, to make the playoffs. As I looked at the 1A D2 bracket a little cl- more closely, Lance, it's all predetermined. It's it's one of only two classifications in Idaho that has it all predetermined. And District 5 and 6, the Rocky Mountain Conference, gets three teams this year. So Water Springs, I think, no matter what happens, is in. But they, they need to start playing better and getting some stops on defense. Yeah, I you know, and what Water Springs have a, has a couple of athletes that are very good uh, that can get out and have the potential to be game changers. Uh, to me, it's kind of been the supporting cast. You know, a lot of young players. Of course, you get that with you know your 181, 182s anyway. You know, you'll see a number of freshmen out there and stuff. But uh, uh, when when I had Water Springs earlier in the year, like I said, they they have some players that can keep them in the game. Uh, they just struggle having enough players who can win them <laughs> the games. Yeah. And so uh, they have another tough task this week at Rockland. Um, Rockland is a team that's playing really well. And, and again, North Gem, Rockland, Water Springs, all going to get in. It's only a four-team league. 
Uh, Mackie is the other team, and they're winless and struggling yeah. with with depth and things like that. So, and that they they play North Gem this week. Um, that yeah. game was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago. They had to postpone it because of illness, and now it's being made up this week. So, um, yeah, Water Springs. Here's what they're playing for when they play Rockland this Friday, Lance. If they can finish second, they'll get a home playoff game. If they finish third, they have to travel to either Cary or Castleford, whoever wins that game yeah. this Friday. And you want to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, that's right. Because either one of those teams is a matchup you look at and say, wow, that bus ride home might be awfully tough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Um, Grace. Is three and three kind of quietly under the radar. They they had some tough losses to start the year. They've kind of quietly put it together, Lance. And right now, the the one A D one playoffs, the five conference champs are in. The other slots are given to it's all at large, given to the the next best teams with max prep ratings. Right now, Grace would be in the playoffs. And I think you talked about Grace a lot in the preseason and liking what they bring to the table. I think they could be a sneaky team come the playoffs. I think they could too. They uh they started out just really struggling. And now have put together some wins, and and I had them at Water Springs actually earlier this year, and I think that that might have been the game that was the turning point for them. They really found a couple things out about themselves um, that I'm not quite sure they knew or, or, or knew that they were as effective as they were with those things, uh, uh, you know, early on. But but uh, Grace, uh, I, I still feel at that level that Grace is a team that could could step up and go very deep in the playoffs. Absolutely. And of course they play, they play chalice this Friday. They travel to chalice. That's always a tough road trip, but they turn around next week and will host Butte County in, in a game that will definitely decide the conference title. If grace wins that they're you're getting a top five seed. You're getting a first round by you're probably right. getting some home playoff games. That's right. And that's another one of those that going into that game, uh, just out of sheer eyeball test and stuff. I think I, I would have to pick Butte in that game, you know, barring any major injuries happening this weekend or something, but I'd, I'd have to pick Butte. But again, Grace is good enough uh, that uh, that they could potentially step up and win that game as well. It's not one of those you go in and and uh, and say it's it's going to be a blowout. You know, I mean, I think I can say that with the North Fremont Ryrie game this weekend. I yeah, I couldn't say that with a Butte Grace game. Right, for sure. It very um, well might be, and if there is a blow blowout. I don't believe it would be Grace blowing out Butte. I think it'd be Butte blowing out Grace if there is a blowout. But I, I plan on that being a very, very good game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's some good matchups next week, but there's some good matchups this Friday as well. And again, we'll have three of them for you on IdahoSports.com. South Fremont at Sugar Salem, Madison at Idaho Falls, Highland at Rigby, all kicking off at 7 o'clock. Uh, if you're sitting at home Friday night, you probably should just pull up all three games and kind of have a try box thing going on to follow. Are you on one of those games? Yeah, so I'm going to be in Rigby for the Highland Rigby game. Okay. Yep. You don't want to switch with one of the guys on the Sugar South game, do you? So you come over and be with me. You know, I, I take good care of you. You know, I make fun of you from down in the box. I <laughs> I reach up through the the whole thing, you know, where you where you take the ladder up through and I poke you in the back during the <laughs> <laughs> no. you're, you're you're gonna have Lauren. Lauren Jensen's gonna be at your yeah. land. Yeah, so. Lauren's done it. Sugar's a good place. We put you indoors, you don't have to be up on top. Yep. You know, and it's gonna be a little nippy. It is going to be a little nippy. Yes. We'll see if all the snow is melted by then or not. Yeah. <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> yeah. We had a skiff this morning after the bigger storm earlier in the week. We had a skiff this morning. But yeah, for sure. It's supposed to be nice tomorrow. Yes. At least clear. It's going to be cold, but it's supposed to be clear. 
Right. Well, speaking of the elements, I did want to mention real quick last week's Bob Conley Cross Country Invitational uh, at the Port of Wellness Complex in Pocatello. We we had the broadcast on IdahoSports.com. The first two races were touch and go, Lance, because the weather was really bad. It was raining yeah. sideways. The wind was blowing our yeah. tires away. Yeah. It was a mess. The final two races, the sun was shining. It was pretty nice. But again, that's Idaho. <laughs> that's Idaho for you, right? <laughs> Um, but again, uh, the two big storylines I thought were Neela Roberts, the sophomore from Skyline, winning the girls uh, a race. Um, she lost her shoe <laughs> at some point on the final stretch. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> picked it up and uh, somebody actually picked it up and gave it back to her. And she ran across the finish line with the shoe in her hand. So that was pretty impressive in a downpour. And then on the boys side, uh, Luke Athey from Idaho Falls, uh, sophomore, came in with the best time in the state. He ran a 15.05, Lance. 15.05, that is blazing fast. It is, and especially in weather like that. You know, I, I can deal with the snow, with the rain. It's not that. It's not necessarily that bad to, to broadcast in the snow or the rain. You can cover up things like that. It is the wind yes. that makes it a problem, and, and, and the wind can just beat a runner up. It can just tear you apart. And uh, for him to run that kind of time is incredible. And he he was dueling throughout the entire race with Danny Simmons from Salmon. So, yeah. so Salmon Salmon as Danny a team just a sophomore as well. Yes, Salmon as a team would would compete normally in the B race for the smaller schools. But Danny Simmons said, "Hey, I by myself want to run in the A race against the best competition. Yeah. And see how I stack up. I love that from Danny Simmons. Yeah. And he took second place." Yeah, yeah, Danny's a very, very good runner. I, I have some nephews here in Sugar that run. Uh, of course, my wife's family is a big running family anyway, uh, and uh, they're very good friends uh, with Simmons. And so, uh, you know, Danny uh, has been down here and, and ran with these guys a number of times, and, and uh, he's going to be a, a sensational runner throughout these next few years as well. Yep. So cross country getting towards the finish line as well. We'll talk more about that next week. District volleyball is going to get started this weekend. We'll we'll start talking volleyball a little bit more next week, and then of course all the all the football and state soccer action. Uh, Lance, uh, I try to keep these podcasts to about a half an hour. We we might have to go over that mark next week. There's going to be so much to talk about. There is going to be a lot to talk about this week. This weekend's going to give us a lot of fodder. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fodder for next week. For sure. No doubt. Well, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the East Idaho Prepcast from IdahoSports.com. Uh, thanks again uh, for tuning in or listening. However you do that, you can get it at IdahoSports.com. Wherever you download your podcasts, you can also see the video on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or our Facebook page. It's brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. Right. There, it's somewhere up in our right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, there somewhere. it is. And by the way, I, I just want to give shout outs to my dog who's been very quiet during this. As we know, the dog, uh, of course, you and I have both had our dogs make noise during podcasts this year. And, yeah, uh, being very, very good. So, uh, my dog is probably like your dog, Lance. When it gets cold outside, they don't want to move around too much. They just want no, to stay no, they don't. They, they feel it, they feel it. <laughs> No doubt. All right. Well, for uh, Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you back here next week on another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast from IdahoSports.com.